are going to open the word of the Lord today, and we're going to talk about this wonderful subject called joy. And I want to start with Nehemiah, the 8th chapter and the 10th verse. I'm going to set this up for you while you get your Bibles and your notebook so that you can write down these scriptures so you can meditate on them and think about them and bring them into your experience. The Bible won't do you any good if you don't make it real for you. Nehemiah, the 8th chapter and the 10th verse happens because Nehemiah has left Babylon by permission of the king whom he served as cupbearer. And he'd heard that the walls of Jerusalem were broken down. This is that same Ezra and Nehemiah who were working on the rebuilding of the temple. And so while they were working on the temple, somebody got the book of the law and started reading what they were supposed to do. And the people were so depressed and discouraged. They said, we failed. We've messed up. We've, how can we serve the Lord? They were just absolutely devastated. And Nehemiah said, stop it right now. And if you read the next few verses, the Levites said, this is a holy day to the Lord. Do not grieve and be distressed. He said, I don't want you to do that. Well, but we just read how we've messed up. <laughs> Nehemiah said, we're going to celebrate. What? Well, you just read all the things that are coming. And I don't know if you've been tuning into pastors Monday night, uh, teaching on Revelation. If you're interested in that, we can get you the Zoom password so you can join that. He's in the ninth chapter. And just so you know, if you're like, I want to jump in on that, and you're afraid you're nine chapters behind, he has begun recording one lesson at a time that you can access at your convenience and you can look up the scriptures, you can sit down in your home and ask the Lord. There's a blessing in the book of Revelation and he's an excellent teacher and none of us claim to know everything about prophecy, but the Bible says you're blessed if you hear it, if you hear it and you're blessed if you read it. So I'm telling you that because when you do that, you probably could feel like Nehemiah's people. Oh God. And Nehemiah said, stop it. This is a holy day to the Lord. 8 and 10 says, go your way. Eat the fat. Well, there you go. I don't know how many people have been doing keto during the pandemic. It's been the furthest thing from my mind. I made chicken and dumplings last night. I've made three count them pound cakes. My family, the first one I made Monday night. There was one piece today. I made two cakes today. Probably ain't nothing left of none of those cakes. Praise the Lord. I've been making every carb thing I can think of. I'm, we're just going to have to worry about it later. That's how it is. What are you doing? I'm eating the fat. He said, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord 
is your strength. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I tried to bring to you, when I talked about, woman, why weepest thou, that Jesus can be standing right in your face, the solution to your problems, and you be sobbing, and he'll give you time to catch up, catch your breath. He didn't say dry it up. If you've been a mother and you have ever turned to a sobbing child and said dry it up, this is for you. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't say dry it up. What he said was, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Then he called her name. And you know what happened? I'm telling you, she dried it up because it was like, you're here. I don't have to cry anymore. You're here. I don't have to be sad anymore. You're here. I don't have to sob anymore. You're here. I don't have to be depressed anymore. You're here. And you know what happened to that sobbing? Dried up and she took off running. So the joy of the Lord, you say, well, where is he? Well, my Bible says he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So he's still here, folks, and we can still rejoice. Say, but what about the pandemic? Not my problem. What about the economy? Not my problem. Uh, Jesus said, seek ye first and all these things. He said, I know you need all that. Get your eyes on me. Focus on me. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Psalms 5 and 11. You're going to want these, so get your pencil out, get your pen out, start typing. Let all those that put their trust in thee sob and cry and grieve and bow themselves low. What? Let them rejoice. And there are so many meanings to the word joy and rejoice. But I think one of them is to spin around wildly. Yes. Like a child, when I tell my grandkids, I got you a prize. Woo! You, I'm telling you. And I've gotten them hundreds of prizes. And the, and the response is the same. You know, the prize you got me in Christmas, that's done. I need a blessing now. And what I have come to tell you is, the Bible said... If you put your trust in the Lord, just have yourself a time. Have a good time. Let them ever shout for joy. Why? God, why can I be joyous in this pandemic? Because thou defendest them. Because the Lord is my defense. You say, well, what about other people? Focus. Quit asking that question, what about other people? They're not you. You're not them. You're alive and you're breathing. Rejoice. I want everybody to just holler hallelujah right now. Hallelujah. That's what I'm saying. Let them shout for joy because you defend them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. I am not joyful because people are dying. I am not joyful. In fact, I'm not even thinking about it. Why? Because I'm obeying a command that said, I want you to rejoice in me. I want you to take a vacation. That's not your problem. I don't want you to think about it. I want you to get excited about me. You and I, we're together. Jesus is saying, I'm with you and you're with me. Rejoice. Go to Psalm 1611. Here we go. Here's another one. Thou, he's talking to the Lord, will show me the path of life. Not the path of death. 
Stop trying to die already. Quit thinking about that. Quit letting the Rona get in your head. You have Jesus in your heart. He is the resurrection and the life. You're not like anybody else in the world that doesn't know him. Hallelujah. And if you don't know him and you're watching this, I hope you'll be so hungry to know Jesus that you will email pastor and say, tell me what must I do? Hallelujah. You will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of depression, sorrow, sadness, grief, mourning. In thy presence is fullness of joy. A full cup of joy. Not a little half-hearted joy. Not a quarter cup, half cup, three quarters. He said, it is a full. My cup runs over. Why? Because I've got my eyes off of everything but Jesus. Jesus doesn't have the Rona. Jesus isn't crying. Jesus isn't scared. Jesus isn't dying. Jesus is high and lifted up and his train fills the temple. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you're shouting in your home. Let the rafters ring. He said, at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's where he works. You say, you people are crazy. You're just emotional. Let me tell you something. You're emotional too. How you been feeling lately? How's that working for you? How you liking being blue all the time and sad and worried and anxious? Those are all feelings. They're based on circumstances. Jesus said, if you've got a hold of me and I've got a hold of you, we can rejoice all the time. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Look at Psalms 32, 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy. All ye that are upright in heart. Say, well, it's complicated. I can't shout for joy. Well, then you need to get upright. You need to repent. If you've been living for God and you've been doing all you need to do and all you know to do, you have a right to holler. I want you to just holler. One, two, three. Hey! Hey! Say, well, what good does that do? Well, how depressed are you right now? It's hard to be depressed and yell at the same time. I don't know of anybody who's ever been to an OSU football game who sits there silent and sulking. I think people go there and drink and eat hot dogs so they have the right to yell. And they're not, the neighbors don't call. I'm just telling you. He said, I want you to shout. Shout for joy. He said, I don't feel joy. You just keep doing till you do. You're obeying. Psalm 35 and 9. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. I'm going to have to tell you, you know, Sunday I found that, that Yeshua, I will praise him for the Yeshua of his countenance. And I will praise him for the Yeshua of my countenance. I don't know if anybody caught that, that Yeshua means Jesus in the Greek. I'm going to praise the Lord for the Jesus in his face. And I'm going to praise the Lord for the Jesus in my face. That's what he was saying. So you know what this one says? Take out salvation and put in Jesus. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in Jesus. I 
I, Jesus, you say, well, what does Jesus got to do with anything? Because Jesus conquered what we're going through right now. Jesus said, I overcame the world. Where's the pandemic? The world. Where is sorrow? The world. Where's the economy? The world. Where is murder? The world. Where's depression? The world. Where is the weather changing? The world. And Jesus said, be of good cheer. I want you to be happy. I have overcome the world. And in the Amplified, it says, I have deprived it of his power to hurt you. Oh, hallelujah. So you're about to cheer me up, and I don't want to cheer up. I want to be depressed. Well, I'm going to give me a violin and play you a tune. You need to smile and give your face a break. Smile. We have a reason to rejoice. If you're living for God, you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. Whether we live or we die, we are the Lord's. Hallelujah. Say, I can't do that. That feels really weird. Then you have not yet experienced salvation. And what is salvation? It's not a what, it's a who. Salvation is Yeshua, and Yeshua is Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalm 66 and 1. Say, so you people can't sing. Thank you. You just sound like you're yelling. Thank you. There's Bible for that. Do you know what it says? Make a joyful noise unto God. And it said, I want everybody to do it. People that can sing. People that can't. People that wish they could. And people that think they do. He said, I just want you to make a joyous noise. Because I've got this. I've got you. i got the whole world in my hands. Oh, hallelujah. Let's shout again. Just shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What are you doing? I'm eating the fat. I'm going to eat the meat and the fat. There's no reason to eat fat except it just tastes good. That's where all the flavor is. You say, well, I dag on fat. Well, what Nehemiah was saying is, I want you to eat something you don't need. And I know you're dieting, but I want you to drink something that's sweet. And he said, I want you to give things to people. I want you to, I don't want you to talk about the Rona anymore. I want you to tell people how much you love them and how precious they are. If they don't have that joy, I give them some. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said, I want you to be sorry anymore. Mary, I'm at the tomb. You can stay there till Jesus shows up. And then when he shows up, joy is going to hit you. It's going to give you strength. I want to tell you something. Jesus showed himself to various disciples and two of them left Jerusalem very depressed and walked 11 miles to an inn and Jesus showed up alongside of them and said what, what are y'all talking about and they said how is it you don't know about Jesus the prophet will tell me and they begin telling him you notice how Jesus invites you to tell him what's bugging you remember the garden where he said Adam where are you do you think he didn't know hello he wanted to give him a chance to say I'm over here What'd you do? Why? God wants a conversation. He doesn't want to end it. He wants to start it. And he wants you to talk. And he wants me to talk. And he wants to talk us out of it and off the ledge. I'm telling you folks. He has made a way through this. The joy of the Lord is rising on us. And the glory of the Lord is with us. Don't you be afraid. 
So down that road they went 11 miles and he burned up the miles. Do you know how long it takes to walk 11 miles if you're not running? I'm telling you, it was dark by the time they got where they were going. And he began to unfold to them, just like I'm doing to you now. He took one scripture after another and began to show them that Jesus was Christ. And Jesus was the Messiah. And he was supposed to die. And then he's going to be resurrected. And, and they were just listening and listening. And he was right there talking to them. And still they did not get it. Right there in their faces. Right there on a Wednesday night Bible study. Sitting on a couch. Just listening to them. And watching them. And saying put down that toast and that cup of coffee. And get over here on the couch and listen. And then they said. He said I'm going to go on. And they oh please stay. You know you have been with Jesus. When it's like please don't go. Can we stay a little longer? This is so nice. So he took bread. And looking up to heaven, he blessed it and broke it, and they knew right away who it was. Nobody blesses just plain old bread like he does. Nobody gives thanks like that just over a meal. There's not much there, but he blesses it like it's a banquet. <laughs> and, and when they realized who he was, zing, gone. Let me tell you what those two brothers did. They'd already done walked 11 miles. They got up right then. You know what joy will do to you? It'll put a little spring in your step. It's like, man, I, can't, I feel physical strength. I feel emotional strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. He said, I love it when you sing to me. Now, we are not Carnegie Hall stuff, and there are people among us who can sing like that. But the Lord said, I don't require that. I don't want a concert. Sing unto the Lord. Let us make, again, a joyful noise. You say, the way I sing is like dandelions in comparison to roses. That's all right. You keep singing. It's precious to the Lord. Let's make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. You know what? I should have told you if you have kids to get a pot or a pot lid and a spoon and give every one of them a spoon and a pot and a pan. And when it says make a joyful noise, just let them hammer down on that pan with that spoon. That is a racket. And he said, when you're making that noise to me, I love it. Woo! Make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. My praise may look ridiculous to you. I may look foolish to you. But I know who brought me out, who's taken me through, and who's taken me up. This is a joy to me that just for a little while we're going to go through this. And I don't know if it's going to be one turning point or the turning point. I don't know if he's going to pack the churches full and we're just going to have time for baptisms and praying people through to the Holy Ghost. That's fine with me. But he very well may be stoking my joy because he says, I'm coming back to get you. I can't wait to see him. Oh, I want to see him. Hallelujah. I want you to stop and take a praise break right now. If you're sitting down, I want you to stand up. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to make some noise to the rock of our salvation. Hallelujah.
you. It will stop depression in its tracks. It will heal the sick and raise the dead. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Say, you're ridiculous. Well, I'm just quoting King David. Psalm 98 and 4. You can keep going over and over and over your offenses. You can keep going over. You know what's going to happen though? The people of God are going to go, I don't want to talk about that. I want to rejoice. I don't want to talk about my cross and my wounds. I don't want to talk about the beating and the bruising. That's all over because Jesus got up out of the tomb. And I can feel myself being resurrected to a new life. Somebody's going to do this. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Say, what's happening to the earth? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think is happening. I think the rocks are praising him and we call it earthquakes. I think the hills are praising him and we call it volcano. I think the whole heavens and the earth are praising him and we call it climate change. You say, what are you talking about? This earth knows who created it. And Jesus said the day he rode into Jerusalem, if you don't let these kids praise me, the rocks, there's going to be an earthquake. And there was. The very next day while he was hanging, there was a total eclipse of the sun and there was an earthquake and the veil and the temple ripped in two. I'm telling you right now, we have been living for this hour, not a pandemic, but the announcement that Jesus got up and he's coming back and you need the joy of the Holy Ghost to take you through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The earth make a loud noise. Say, I don't like that noise. Church is supposed to be quiet. You know, that amazes me. The people will scream when the towers collapse. They'll scream in terror, but they won't scream in joy. <laughs> it's hollering only reserved for trauma, drama, and death, and despair, and destruction. My Bible said, I want you to raise the roof. I want you to be loud. I want you to be bodacious. I don't want you to be scared. What would you do if you saw someone you love? You went down to their uh, the funeral home and expected to see a body there and the lid is up and, and there's no one there. And somebody shows up standing next to you looking in there. Why are you crying? Because my so-and-so has been taken away and, and we were supposed to have a funeral and a burial and a la-la-la and you turn around and they're looking right at you. You know what? I think that would change my attitude about everything. Yeah. Woo! He said, I want you to make some noise and rejoice and sing. Isaiah 12 and 3 said it like this. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. You say, I confess Jesus as my personal Savior, and I did it because I wanted to be saved, and I cried, and, but I've never felt anything like this. Well, let me tell you what's waiting for you. If you want it, 
No, nobody, well, I'm not going to pry your mouth open. I, I think we've all been on YouTube too much, but I happened to see something on my husband's Facebook. He doesn't use it, but I, I creep along there every now and then to see what's going on in the outside world. And somebody had posted the picture of a preacher with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, yes. And he said, anybody who's ever tasted this knows that you don't get the benefit of it by holding it. I got Jack Daniels. He said, if you're looking for the effect of what's in this, you're going to have to unscrew the lid and you're going to have to go, 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 go. And I'm going to tell you something. Salvation is more than a confession. It is a possession. You confess Jesus and he possesses you. You call on his name and he writes yours down. You cry out a father and there's an adoption. And there's a moment of explosion when you know he is yours and you are his. And it's a done deal and it's signed, sealed, and you're delivered. Hallelujah. You can walk away from tobacco and alcohol and drugs and an illicit lifestyle because you've got the resurrection and the life living inside your mind and your heart. Hallelujah. Oh, we just need to shout hallelujah again. Hallelujah. He said, I want to take away that word salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of Jesus. <laughs> he said, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw them into me. I'm telling you right now, it's all about Jesus, folks. You get an encounter with Jesus at the tomb, at the cemetery, on the road. I'm going to tell you what, he showed up wherever the people were. You say, where else did he show up? Well, I'm going to tell you what, his disciples, especially the one that denied him, Simon Peter, they went fishing because they didn't know what else to do. It's like, well, they've, they've, they've uh, Passover has happened and is done and gone and the quarantine's over. I'm going to go back to doing what I did before. It was nice while it lasted three and a half years of Jesus, eight weeks of home, and I'm going to go right back to what I came from. No! Don't you dare. Say, well, the sun is shining now, and, and uh, I don't feel so discouraged. I can't wait to get in my boat. I can't wait to get on my Harley. I can't wait to go take a trip. I can't. Let me tell you something. The very thing that moved this earth and shook it eight weeks ago is still moving and shaking. And it's so that everybody that has half a brain can recognize Noah and the ark are just about ready to sail. And you better make a run for the border and you say you're scaring me I hope the fear of God grips everybody who hears me but I want you to know on the other side of reverence is joy unspeakable and full of glory hallelujah the Lord did not call you to terrorize you but I'll be honest when the disciples saw him it scared him to death Nobody said to him, what you doing here on the shore? <laughs> they looked and said, yep, it's him. He's here on the shore. He was there on the road. 
we had dinner about eight days ago and he showed up at the dinner table where we were all sitting and like to scared us to death. We thought he was a ghost. And Thomas said, I ain't believing it till I touch his hands. And Jesus said, come here, Thomas. You don't have much faith, do you? And Thomas said, my Lord and my God, it really is you. They were scared first and then the joy came. And he said, Thomas, you, you believe because you saw. Blessed are those sitting in their homes at their kitchen table and their couches and in the bedroom. They've never seen me and they believe. Whew. I'm going to joy. Jesus, I don't, have to, I don't have to feel this awfulness that everybody's been feeling. And all, you mean I don't have to feel it? I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you, baby. You don't got to feel it anymore. There's joy in the house of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Isaiah 35 and 10. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return. I love this because this sounds like my people coming back to church. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion, C-A-C. Come to wherever his name, with songs and a temporary joy. Oh, it'll be just one little good church service and then we're all going to go back to depression. That is not what my Bible says. He said, this is going to be an everlasting joy. You know where it's going to sit? Like a crown on your head. You worried about corona? Let me tell you, corona means crown. It comes from the Latin. And corona in Spanish is crown. You are going to have a corona of joy on your head. He said, I'm going to crown you with joy. You shall obtain, he said. And if you didn't already have it on your head, I'm going to give you more. Joy and gladness. And guess what's going to happen when you get crowned and you get some more? Sorrow and sigh. Oh, oh, oh. You know what those two words, sorrow and sighing, do in the presence of joy and gladness? They hit the door. You can't have sorrow and sadness in the presence of joy and gladness. It's not possible. Any more than it can be dark when it's light. Hallelujah. Isaiah 51 and 3 said, For the Lord shall comfort Zion. Now, why would he need to comfort Zion? Because we've been through something, children. Oh, he said, what's coming? He's going to comfort us like he comforted Mary. Mary. Oh, Rabboni, it's you. Hang on, hang on. I got a job for you to do. Anything, Jesus, anything. Go and tell my brethren I'm going to meet them in Galilee. That cry and stop that girl took off like, out of a, like she'd been shot out of a gun. Off she took running. You won't believe what happened to me. I saw Jesus. And Jesus talked to me and he told me, don't be sad anymore. Don't cry. Well, let me tell you what Jesus said to me. Don't be sad anymore. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, he will comfort all her waste places. You say, I wasted eight weeks. He's going to comfort all the waste. He'll make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness are going to be found in the desert. The desert's where it's dry and ain't nothing growing. Serpents and scorpions and snakes and spiders. And he said, right there 
where you were at your lowest and your driest and your hottest and your most miserable. He said, I'm going to make that full of joy and gladness and thanksgiving and singing coming out of the desert. <sighs> Isaiah 55 and 12. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field are going to start clapping. Oh, say you're making this up. No, Isaiah made it up. Hallelujah. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. This is what's amazing to me. Where there's this kind of joy, there's also this first amazing fear. It's like, whew. And if you read Habakkuk, he said, God, I saw you. I saw you get up. I, I saw you destroying nations and I saw lightning and I saw, and I saw you doing stuff around the world. And I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, help us. And then he said, I, I, I couldn't help myself. I saw you in your majesty and your power and I admired you even though I was like, don't hit me with a lightning bolt, but wow, wow, you're really powerful, aren't you, God? You're amazing. You can snap your fingers and stuff gets done. I, I, I didn't realize that about you, Lord. I, I heard about you, said Job. I, I, I lost all my cattle and my camels and I lost my, my sheep and my goats and I lost my servants and I lost my kids, but wow. But wow, but what? You suffered all that loss and there are worms coming out of the boils in your own body and your wife is divorcing you and ready to curse God and die. And you said, wow, what was it you saw? I saw God. He said, I saw that he's everlasting, that he can breathe on things that are dead and they come to life. He can heal things that are sick. He can deliver anything in captivity. He's amazing. We need to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, so where are you getting the strength? The joy of the Lord is not a temporary fix to a long-term problem. It's something that keeps you looking for the next thing coming down the road. The next promise, the next blessing, the next thing until finally he shows up. He said, I'm going before you. I came to tell you. He said, I'm going before you and I'm going to meet you. Where? He said, I'll meet some of y'all in Galilee. Some of y'all on the road to Emmaus. Some of y'all I'm going to meet sitting down to the dinner table. Some of y'all I'm going to meet on the seashore where you've been fishing. But I'm going to show up for all of you. He said, he's coming for those who love his appearing. Say, well, I don't, I like the Lord to only show up on Sunday morning at about 1030. And then I want to go back to my life. Well, let me tell you something, sweetheart. Jesus has done left the building. He's walking the streets. He gets to show up whenever and wherever he wants to. And this Habakkuk who said, I saw him. And I know we're in a depression and I know people are throwing out food and Good God Almighty. And he said, although the fig tree shall not blossom, the, the, what are they called? The crazy hornets have come. The what? The murder. Good Lord. Who ever heard of a murder hornet? Oh, there are murder hornets. They're coming for us. 
They're going to kill all the pollinators. And Habakkuk said, I've already seen that. And the fig tree doesn't blossom and there's no fruit and the labor of the olive shall fail and the fields yield no meat and the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there's no herd in the stall. Well, you've basically described where we are right now because the meat processing has stopped and there ain't no herds because there ain't nobody to process. Are you listening to me out there? Hello! Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my Jesus. I'm going to rejoice in Jesus because the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and set me on my high places. And you know what this was? A song. And he, he said, and you're supposed to spin in circles when you sing it going round and round. You say, you're nuts. No, I'm not. I caught a glimpse of an empty tomb and a resurrected Jesus. And I feel joy. I see him coming down the road. John 16, 21 through 23. A woman, this is Jesus. Oh my God. Say, Sister Showstrand, you don't know about my suffering. No, I don't know. We're all suffering something right now. And here's your answer. You want a sign? Here it is. A woman, when she's in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come. That means her pains. You can't escape it. It's, oh God, and this pandemic is squeezing out of us doubt and fear and jealousy and all the stuff. I mean, right now, ain't nobody got any time for that. We don't have time for it. The pain is making us cry, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You say, what's happening? Christ is being formed in us. Hallelujah. Something wonderful is happening in us. We are being transformed into his image, which means he's very close. He said, as soon as she's delivered of the child... As soon as all that sorrow and mourning gives way to victory, immediately it says she doesn't remember her anguish anymore for her joy that a man is born into the world. Now you have sorrow, but I'm going to see you again. I'm going to see you on the road or the sea. I'm going to see you in your kitchen. I'm going to come into your living room. I'm going to see you and your heart shall rejoice. Stand to your feet right now. I'm telling you, Jesus is in your bedroom. Jesus is in your living room. Jesus is on the couch with you. And he's in the kitchen. Raise your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. He said, your heart's going to rejoice. Nobody's going to take your joy from you. Nobody, no one, nobody, 
not what you've been through, nothing. He said, I'm going to have an encounter with you. And he's here right now. And he said, that day you won't ask me anything, but I'm going to say to you, verily, verily, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto you didn't ask anything. Ask and you shall receive. And I'm going to end tonight by saying to you, I want you to ask the Lord for what you need right now. And what you want, I want you to lift your hands in your home all across the world in this land. If you can hear my voice, I want you to ask in the name of Jesus. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can have it. If you need victory, you can have it. If you need deliverance, you can have it. Hallelujah, Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Let's just pause for a praise break right now. Hallelujah. 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 There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. Hallelujah. Go ahead and raise your hands. I want you to praise him. Hallelujah.